It's You're listening to Wow Ergonomics with Stephen Howe and Graham Cove, sponsored by Backer Elkhuizen. Thank you. You can get off now. Come on, stop that. Stop the bed. Go and we're live with another wow ergonomics welcome to thursday today uh not not our normal home from home but uh, a good day of the week nevertheless um and i'm just playing with my shadows at the moment so if you hear apache <laughs> anyway uh no i i mean my light shadows how, how do you find you know with your new light from back at elkhise and how do you find the shadows on that yeah Hello? Is he there? Hello? I had, Graham, I'm having signal problems. He's having signal problems. Okay. Stephen's, give me, Stephen's... Give me two minutes. I'll try on a different laptop. Okay. Steve, Stephen's having signal problems at the moment. So I'm going to, I'm going to literally take over the whole of the screen uh, and, and be, be there for you whilst Stephen, there we are, whole of the screen. He had the whole of the screen. How are you doing, everybody? Uh, have you stayed well this week? Have you stayed fit and healthy? I've been to Portugal uh, over the, the last week. I had a bit of a holiday. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, it was rather rather nice. Rather wa much warmer than here. Missed the whole of the Platinum Jubilee, of course. Um, you know, which, uh, but having said that, I did watch the highlights on YouTube which was which was lovely uh, and my friend troy miller conducting the orchestra for diana ross the last part of the jubilee concert did did anyone see that he was the, the guy in the blue suit conducting the orchestra yeah there you go a, a wonderful a wonderful wonderful thing uh and i'm sure we all loved the paddington bear sketch that started the uh, the concert and led us into queen not that not the queen that we were Jubilee, but you know, Queen the band uh, with a marvelous, robust performance of their greatest timbre. Um, but here we are with Wow Ergonomics. I'm waiting for my friend Stephen to reconnect. But meanwhile, I just want to want to ask you this question: what What have you been doing to look after yourself recently? Have you been out and about exercising? Have you been taking it easy? Have you been, you know, looking after your, your mental health, getting some rest? I hope you have been doing all of those things. And make sure, as someone told me the other day in a network meeting, quite rightly so, that you take lots of this stuff. And it's not, of course, vodka or gin for all of those that are watching this on Spotify right now. You can, can't see, but I'm holding up a glass of clear liquid, which is, in fact, water. The liquor of life, as they say. Mm. Always good to, to rehydrate during the day. But don't have too large a, a glass or, or a bottle on your desk. That's my piece of advice. Because then you never actually get up to get any more of it. Um, but, but drinking water, of course, 
does mean that you will find yourself coming back uh, to the uh, the desk after going to the toilet quite a lot. So that that's that's a good thing as well. Um, a lot of people think that actually one of the things that you need to do is drink any liquid during the day. But if the liquid that you're drinking has things like caffeine, etc., and it can be really rather bad for for you. In fact, it can actually dehydrate you. So not all liquid is the same. Water is ideal. Absolutely ideal. And now, by the power of Grayskull, we are joined once again by the wonderful Stephen Howe. There he is. Uh, although he appeared for a second as a keyboard and then disappeared once again. But I can see him as a, a as a white dot on the screen. Hello. And there he is. Hello. Hello. Apologies. What, ha what happened there? Well, I'm having a few issues with my work laptop that has mm. been playing. A, sorry, it's been absolutely fine this morning. Just started to play up as we were about to begin the show and then it crashed. So I quickly went and got the, uh, the home laptop and... Uh, accessing through there so uh, apologies for um, for that what did i miss uh well i was talking about my little uh excursion oh, yes. to portugal where the weather was mm -hmm. hot but the jubilee was not um ah. uh, but there we go but I, I said i did catch some of it on on catch up uh, uh particularly the, the music side of things uh tom went on a four-day spa break in vals in switzerland Ooh, lovely nice. mountains and hot water meanwhile the uk partied yes it did yeah. Uh, well, so I've been told it may all have been an illusion. Maybe none of it actually happened while I was away. Um, you know, but my mum told me it happened, so maybe there's some truth in it. From Although, a music from a music perspective, yes. have you watched back Rod Stewart's performance yet? Which seems yes. to be quite a hot topic. It seemed to divide opinion quite strongly. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, and and your expert opinion would be, I I I skipped over it very quickly. <laughs> well, because you 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 don't think you could have put yourself through it. Um, look, look Rod Stewart uh, was once a great, uh, fantastic uh, entertainer, stroke singer. Mm. Yeah, um, I I, <laughs> I felt I felt, <laughs> I felt there <laughs> I felt there were two parts of the show that were worth really concentrating on i okay. felt it was the the first part of the show uh where we had the queen with paddington leading into queen yeah queen 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 on queen that was brilliant yeah yeah um that you know it was it was everything it should have been brian may popping up out of somewhere you know doing his guitar bit etc that that was great um and the then the the end of the show was good with um diana ross yeah um, uh, and my friend Troy Miller conducting the orchestra. So yeah, that was that was good. And but the, the rest uh, of it, and the rest of it was was <laughs> sandwich filler. <laughs> it's called a something sandwich, isn't it, or something like that? So. Yeah, it's uh, the the rest of it was in the middle of of those two bits. Was yeah. there nothing in the middle that even mildly impressed you, or even Tom Morley, who's watching? Surely, Tom, you must have some thoughts on that. Uh, on the performances. I was very impressed with how well behaved the guards were. Okay. And 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 uh well I, I thought that the, the royal family I thought the young children in the royal family were very entertaining. I mean basically uh, you're you're saying you were 
massively underwhelmed with the um, performances of said British music stars of the last 20 or 30 years. You didn't like Simon Le Bon? You didn't like Duran oh, Duran's actually, actually, um, yeah, Duran Duran. Okay. And, and actually, um, uh, our friend Sam Spaceman, he was, he was, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved him. I mean, he was, he was excitable and, mm. you know, everything that he was... <laughs> Tom, I was in the mountains feeding goats. Didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Tommy, no, did, Tom didn't get the call. Clearly, that's why he left the country in protest. He didn't get the the royal memo, did he, to be available on Saturday? I, I have to say, if Tom Tom Morley, who's a, a fan of the show, um, well, you know, because we pay him, um, Tom <laughs> Morley. If Tom had been there performing, I felt mm. it, I would have felt it might have been a much better show. In all honesty, I, I, I mean, I, I quite happily would have taken Mr. Stewart out and put Tom Morley in his place. Yeah, I think it would have been good, and he would have got the crowd really going as well. Because mm. that—that's—that's that's the thing, you know. I wonder, I wonder, you know, there were there were there were parts of it where the crowd could have been involved more. Yeah, being a being a very public uh, event. I know, mm. I know, I know. Rod Stewart tried to get the the crowds involved, but yeah, yeah. The one bit we really enjoyed, which we didn't clock on to start with when we were watching it live, was was it or wasn't it the Queen with Paddington? So we had no idea, obviously, before, oh. and the room was quite fifty fifty divided. Half of us thought it was the Queen, half of it thought it was some sort of imp uh, improviser, and then of course I don't know whether it came out on social media or whatever afterwards that it actually was or whatever, however it came out but we were like is it no it can't be what but you I, did I missed that. all of that so was it the queen or not it was the queen but yeah, you were very much unsure whether it was the queen doing the whole paddington but it, it was a cgi'd start. queen um with animatronics is that is that what was no. <laughs> no, no 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 it was the actual queen right yeah it was the actual queen with animatronics um, and some cgi yeah yeah, but you were never sure, and you. Th but then you, have, someone said, "Ah, but hang on, remember when she did the the, the, the scenes with Daniel Craig for the 2012 Olympics?" <sighs> but that was ten years ago, and anyway, it turned out it was her. If you haven't seen that yet, watch it. It is the Queen. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's brilliant. It was the, mm. the you know. I mean, look, the 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 the, the Queen is great at acting. She's had to be um, over the years with with her family. So uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, and 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 you know, look at it this way as well. She's had to be uh, incredibly polite um, in front of lots of different politicians who are buffoons. So I mean, she must be brilliant at acting. <laughs> queen on queen action, yeah. Queen, yeah, if if <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If I'd have got that memo, I'd have got my bongos out. Yeah. It was interesting speaking to some colleagues from the Netherlands and Germany yes, uh, on Tuesday because they were off on a pub. They had a public holiday Monday, so I sort of caught up with a few of the guys sort of Tuesday and yesterday. And again, they were quite surprised by the whole grandioso of the event in terms of breaking it down to raw economics. You know, the country's struggling. People are struggling to pay their gas and electric bills and food mm. bills and petrol and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yet we've gone and spent what I'm sure is millions of pounds on something like that. And I, it was an interesting sort of 
observation really purely seeing it from an economic perspective as opposed to a celebratory type of piece now obviously it will have generated money because there'll be people in hotels there'll be people you know all the stuff that went around the london piece yeah. but it's just an interesting sort of external observation well, about I, what we did. I was going to say on that it wasn't it uh, you know was there a return on investment because um one of the reasons apparently that was given having been to a uh, having been to a airport in the in the last week or so and mm. we get onto the subject of uh, airports and stuff like that planes trains and automobiles we're covering yeah. today i think absolutely um but one of the reasons uh, given for the 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 whole debacle and and the, the fact that you know people were queuing at airports and and things were going wrong was the the fact that they couldn't cope with the amount of people traffic that was coming into the country right for okay. the jubilee so you know but then but that raises another question why are we why were we allowing so many people into the country uh when we are still potentially in in you know the phrase of the old covid yeah don't know you know what what what's that going to do who knows? who knows uh, it's interesting i mean you know that Yen heard someone else made a point about we, we're told to sort of reduce pollution and all that sort of stuff, and yet we've got lights going on all over the place. And you know, it's I mean, you, you can get a little bit sort of breaking everything down because otherwise, if you if you if you look at everything going on in the world, you wouldn't do anything, would you? So you, you've got to balance it up with the fact that you know it probably in reality generated more income for the country than what we probably spent but i think problem is if you judge it on face value you go something doesn't quite sit right with a lot of people does it in in difficult times no i haven't bought my jubilee um i was going to say pancake my jubilee t-shirt yet right. um, <laughs> do you remember jubilee pancakes i mean they were that was the one thing that the uh ill-fated um little chef did really well Little you, chef. Do, you, do you remember little chef? You know, we're going to bring in planes, trains, and automobiles. Let's bring back memories. Little oh, chef, yeah. right? Yeah. Two things little chef were famous for the Olympian, was it the Olympian breakfast? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which wasn't actually that big, but you know, it was big, but it wasn't actually that big. Mm. But what a great name, the Olympian breakfast. It sounds and, good. It sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, who wouldn't want an Olympian breakfast? Yeah, uh, it had an Olympian price tag, which may have been <laughs> downfall. Yeah. But also, Jubilee pancakes, you know, uh, cherries, probably out of a tin in that kind of syrupy sauce in a pancake. Yeah. That was that was marvelous. People, people at, at one point used to travel to a, a little chef just to get that. Yeah. Last one, Graham, on music in the Jubilee. Yeah. So our road wasn't shut off, but ours is sort of a U-shaped road. So at either corner, there's like a mini sort of roundabout in the road. And um, so it wasn't shut off, but somebody had, had kindly organised for a performer to come and stand on one of the said roundabouts and perform some songs. Um, going under the name of Barry Styles. Um, Barry Styles was a guy in his sixties, rocks up in a tuxedo, dumps yeah. down a couple of portable speakers, and then just continues to bang out some some anthems. To be quite honest, I was very impressed. Obviously, there was some Harry Styles, but a bit of Beatles, a bit of Frank, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, Barry Styles. Yeah, yeah, I've got actually got his new album right here, Barry Styles. Barry Styles. Oh, 
there, there he is. That's him there. <laughs> Bowie Styles. But his version of the um, Harry Styles, is it, is it called As It Was, the one that mm. he couldn't that was just like, it, it sort of really slowed it down and it was just quite a, it was an old boy's interpretation of it. So fair play to him for um, Fantastic. For Actually, I just saw, saw this week that um, Liam Gallagher has gone to number one with his album. I see. Yeah. Again. So he's he's really sort of stolen the mantle off yeah. of his brother Noel. Yeah, know? absolutely. At one, at one point, you know, there was... The, there was Sorry, sorry, folks, if you tuned in to hear us talk about ergonomics. No, um, <laughs> we get on to uh, that. Yeah, at one point, we will actually. That at one point, you know, there was after Oasis sort of ground to a halt, there was the whole BDI thing, and, and Noel came out with his first album, and BDI didn't really sort of do so well with, mm. with audiences. It didn't really happened for Liam etc and you know it was all kind of Noel going well you know I'm the one with talent and you know Liam's you know and look what's happened yeah, you know, roles reversed yeah Liam seems to have found his little groove at the moment he seems mm-hmm. to be he seems to be you know I mean I can't say the singing's all top notch but um, no but the, the passion's there I think I think yeah. that's what it is I think people like and I think people like him on social media as well, yeah. on TV and stuff, because yeah. he really is a he's a cad. He's a value, value he is, money. He is value. Man. He's great. If you follow Liam on Twitter, just just to say, if you if you want a giggle, follow Liam on Twitter. He's okay, always, he's always good for a comment. Right on, okay. on everything. Yeah, I'll have to do sometimes, that. Sometimes his comments aren't that politically correct. Yeah, but you know, you you get the value that you want. With, and uh, the language uh, may be a little bit choice, I guess. From, uh, yeah, the language m- might be a little bit tart for some people. Yeah. So it, it depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. So um, I wanted to talk to you about how your products are made this morning. That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, well, when I say this morning, it's now it's afternoon. But I'd like, to, I'd like to, but it, this could be going out. Uh, morning you could be listening to this at 4 a.m in the morning as you're driving mm. down the motorway so let's just let's dispense with time time is, a, is an element we don't need to to deal with i'd like to talk to you uh <laughs> liam's groove is at the intersection of discipline surrender and mischief yes and tom would know all about that yeah absolutely kindred absolutely. spirit so yeah uh, in terms of how your products are made mm-hmm. um can you shed any any light onto that? I mean, do, have you ever been to see see any of them being made? Or no, I haven't. I mean, you'd probably split our products into two sort of distinct areas. To be honest, yeah. so you've got the electronic products, yeah. those things like keyboard and mice, and those are although they're obviously that our design, those products are manufactured in the Far East, yeah. so they predominantly would be. Chinese manufactured Dutch design products. Yep. The other side of the product, which is things around document slopes, laptop stands, monitor stands, um, safety screens, those type of products are Dutch designed and Dutch made products. So they're obviously right. made a lot closer to the UK. So you, you probably would literally split this in two. Probably you'd see with other people who do not necessarily similar things, but have a portfolio of products. The electronics products tend to push themselves to the Far East, as it were. And locally, you can produce a lot of the other products. Okay. So okay. what we're what we're saying then, what we're okay. saying is that um, 
we're saying that a, a product like uh, you might have one there product like one of your laptop holders where it's like uh um you know cut out of aluminium etc yeah that 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 is made in the netherlands correct right um and la laser cut something like that maybe yes it would be yes yeah but something like the keyboards you think that that's made in china why you said i think it's made Are you trying to catch well me because out? actually um I've investigated this and I okay. found out that actually most of it's made here in okay. the UK in my kitchen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me more. It's true. And, and actually we're just going to watch a, a video clip now of how one of the backer products, the keyboard that actually you can, you can give us a quick close up of now. It with your, with Hang your on. Let's try not super to... camera again. If you're, if you're on Spotify, there you go. No, no, hang Lovely. on. Um, there we go. The, S board eight forty. Yeah, wired keyboard. So, so uh if 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 you're watching on Spotify, um then you've just had a keyboard held up. So here's yeah. here's a little video of how they're made in the UK. In the kitchen today we're going to make a backer Elkhizen keyboard. Flour, pistachio nuts, tea pops. Pull it all out, place it onto the baking tray, the oven, and here it is. So <laughs> See how how quickly can you produce four thousand of them? Well, you saw how quickly I produced one there. Yeah, yeah, Get cracking then. <laughs> wow, that's awesome! Isn't that great? Yeah. You never knew that, did you? I didn't. And do you, you, know. you know what the the important thing is for no. a keyboard? Okay, it has all the key ingredients. <laughs> Tumbleweed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Very good, Graham. Very good. I, I like I that. Yeah, thank you. I shall be sending you that later so you can share it on social media if you, if yeah. you want. And or press you, delete. And until you until your bosses go, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is this man? Oh dear. But you know, I thought you know that that's, that's good. That is that could be that could be how they're made. Mm. Um, have you ever? Have you ever thought of, and here's a good one, have hmm. you ever thought of sponsoring, because I know Lego do this. Okay. Have you ever thought of sponsoring in schools as a way of promoting ergonomics within schools, a competition within schools where school children of different ages could design an ergonomic product? We haven't. That's an interesting one. But Isn't then it a good idea? Yeah. But then what would our R&D team do? You'd be taking their job away. That's what they're there to do is design products. But it would well, be no. interesting to get a kid's a kid's view on something like that. I think it would be great. Yeah. I mean, actually, they could, you know, they could actually do it as a project and they could actually make it, you know. Yeah. I, know, I just think it would just be a really good way of getting them involved in the process of taking the problem, yeah. understanding the problem and seeing yeah. what design they came up with. I wonder how much kids actually get the understand the problem, you know, because obviously they're using a lot more. They're using laptops and things from an earlier age now. I wonder how. I wonder how their experiences of using devices like that. You know, we talk about things like Technic, etc. But I wonder if that's something that the kids are actually identifying with. Um, well, it just it just made me think about mm. it from from a different perspective because we. You know, we see posts and we read posts, quite rightly so, where we say that, um, you know, children's 
ergonomics is important and that as adults we need to be more responsible and think about the way that our youngsters and our families as a whole are using tech products and you know working with things mm. and it's not all about you know whether you're running your own business have you got the right setup for that during the day you know if you if your children are studying and we all saw that even more once we had our children homeworking or, or home learning with us yeah. during the pandemic you know and it was so important to to get your kids set up with you know the the right setup um so you know but but are we actually really relating to them the issue if we do it that way or should we really like a lot of i think with a lot of things should we start earlier and actually you know talk talk to schools i mean one of the things my wife does she works for uh, as a dental nurse she's head mm. head head nurse for uh, a couple of practices and one of the things they do as a practice is they get invited into schools to talk about yeah teeth and how to how to look after teeth and and for for children that can't afford it they give out free toothbrushes and and, and toothpaste etc you know and a lot of actually a lot of the the parents are getting it wrong yeah. in terms of the, the the education around um dental hygiene and actually, as you say, though, Graham, if you think about it, that's what a lot of the dentists are like your wife do is, is you, you, you get the problem dealt with early and you don't experience the because actually a lot of similarities between sort of dental work and, and, and ergonomics is you, the more you start thinking it and playing it through your mind is the fact that deal with the, the, the issue early in terms of what, whether it's the, the setup or whether it's the teeth, the problems don't occur, such as the neck yep. and, the, and the decay and the fillings. And therefore, it carries on and, and gives people a better quality of life as they go through. So actually, and, and that's obviously why you brought this up as a subject, I guess. But the two are very, very similar. Tackle the issue early and prevent the problems occurring later down the line. Yeah. So I, I, I think it would be a really great idea. Um, are we taking something... wow ergonomics on the road into a school then, Graham? Is that what you're thinking? I think that would be an absolutely brilliant idea. I think it would be that would be that should be our challenge for sometime this year but could we get some of our friends from the the ergonomic trade to get involved and make it a bit of a wider event because actually i don't see anyone i know we talk about the universities a lot in 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 our field such you know things such as the dsa etc cetera, etc cetera. but we don't it doesn't it seems to start at 18 or 19 doesn't it it doesn't seem to bridge that that eleven to eighteen gap. I think is the one that's that's being missed out on, where children are generally working with some type of device. I mean, my, I mean, I mean, I've seen my oldest son. I mean, he, he probably shouldn't be doing this. Walking home from school, doing his homework on his iPhone or his tablet, you know, you know, and he's he's getting there and doing it. So he's not even going to the laptop. He's actually yeah. going to a, 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 another type of solution. And again, what's he doing? Looking down. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? It's it's that if that's the way they're doing the homework, we need to tackle that. Now you see, if we're really smart and really on the money to to get the best sort of marketing leverage of this, mm. what we ought to do is we ought to approach a school that is going to be on TV. So re if you remember, you know, like the series yeah. Educating Manchester or whatever. Mm. Yeah, where they went into that school in Manchester, and there was what we should do is we should see if there's if and in fact if anybody's out there that are making TV shows to do with a school, yeah. just let us know. Will you? Um, 
we should see if there's a school that are going to be involved in a TV series and see if we could get in whilst the filming's happening. Yeah. To do an event on ergonomics in the school and make it out like the teachers have, you know, brought <laughs> us in, right? As yeah. part of their, you know, widening the the, the social curriculum for, mm-hmm. for the, the students to really teach them something valuable beyond the, the national curriculum. That'd be excellent. What a, what, a, what a massive piece of marketing that would be. Fantastic. But it is, but it is, I mean, A, if, you know, with my sales hat on, it's a, it's, a, it's a big area of opportunity. But B, actually, it's a big area of of action that we can actually seriously contribute to the health of the the youngsters as they progress from 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 education through to work, isn't it? Because then they carry those habits on. Yeah. You know, they then challenge what are they being given? You know, they chat them. This is not the correct setup. I know that I need this. Well, it, it, for me, for me, you know, and we've said it so many times. One of the big issues for us is that I mean, you said I think you said it last week. We've been doing this for about two years now. Mm. And the issues still remain exactly the same. Yes, there are new people at week in, week out that, that that pop up and go, yeah, well, I, I, know, I understand a bit about ergonomics now and I've bought a bit of kit and I've done this. But for every one of those that you meet, there's another one that goes, oh, I didn't realise. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know I needed to do any of this. Mm. And, I, you know, I've been suffering with my back and got neck strain or I've got, you know, I've got an issue issues with carpal tunnel or whatever mm. um and they just they, they really don't have a clue even though the information's out there they just really don't have a clue and uh, for me it would just be brilliant if we could actually do something which took it right to that starting level and go yeah. right okay we're going to go into go into a school teach a whole load of kids that there's this discipline the other thing is um, and I've been talking to some of our ergonomist friends about this as well. Wouldn't okay. it be great, actually, to promote it as a science as well? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when did, I mean, at what point did you hear first hear the word ergonomic and and understand that there was a discipline about ergonomics? Clearly, I went through the whole of my school life without ever hearing the word. Yeah, you never know? heard it. Never heard it. I mean, I'll be honest, it only really probably came, you know, prior to working for, for Backer, previously working for an organization that sold Backer's products. So I only really engaged when it actually came something that I was actually getting involved with and, and providing as a solution. Yeah. So again, you know, what a great thing to, to do to offer the opportunity mm-hmm. to, to young people as well to go, do you know what? Actually, there's this whole thing field out there mm-hmm. that you can you could uh, uh, work and study that you could go into which nobody at school's t- teaching you about mm-hmm. but actually look at the application start to think about the application and yeah i mean okay if we end up with more ergonomists but maybe what we're you know if we did that as well maybe we end up with maybe more ergonomists at different levels as well so that actually more organizations would have mm-hmm. that influence in terms of design etc at early stages because it's another another big problem which is that so much design goes on without people 
yeah. being centric to it, mm. you know, I, and you know, whether it's, oh, you know, how many times have you sat on a, on a public piece of public transport or whatever and gone, Oh God, who, who, are, who, who are these seats meant to be for? Yeah. You know, no, like that they're, they're all too small or, you know, that the storage space somewhere is, isn't big enough or something's always too high. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Again, it's down to design. That's not having a pair of eyes there that goes. Mm-hmm. You, have you thought about the fact that someone's got to do that a hundred times? Oh no, I hadn't thought about that. I just yeah. it looked it looked great. You know, what I'm liking today, Graham, is is there's a slight there's a slight shadow that I've noticed <clears throat> behind your arm. So when you're moving your arm, it's like that person who does you know sort of the, the sort of the bird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was slightly oh. off-putting that there was like a bird flying across the. I thought it was one of those pigeons actually had got in through your window and was. Uh... I, I can do a rabbit, but I'm yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is really no good for anyone on Spotify, but you know it was. Um, yeah, um, and that was the latest single by the Shadow Puppets. Yeah. <laughs> is there someone called the Shadow Puppets? Yeah, there is. There's, there yeah. is. The yeah. Shadow Puppets are. Um, Alex Turner from uh, Blur? No. No, no, no. no. Um, oh, Alex Turner, and I'll think of, think of the name. Uh, you, you, dance floor. Blah, 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 uh, and you know, there's this thing in front of me called yeah. Google. And Miles Kane, Alex Turner and Miles Kane. It is. Why, God, why is that name gone? That's so annoying. Arctic monkeys. Yes. Yeah. There we go. There my was my brain, my blur. brain was quicker was than than Google. There, that was good. Yeah. You know, it. it, it my typing was horrific. That was also. <laughs> yeah. Who am I thinking of from Blur? Then. Damon Albarn. Who else was uh, in Blur? Alex. Alex is the bass player. Yes. Yeah. He own, he now owns a farm. Is he the guy who does cheese or wine? Yeah, he's or a, cheese. 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 He's a, cheese connoisseur is he down your neck of the woods no i don't think he's down i think he's um i'm gonna say sussex or somewhere like that Uh, okay um but he runs a uh he well he was running a festival every year as well right and i think jamie oliver was involved in it as well okay yeah jamie oliver at one point was involved in most things Um, yeah you know there's a name that seems to have sort of I know we're digressing totally here, but he's sort of just mm. sort of going that way, isn't he? Really, restaurants have all gone into liquidation or whatever. He's not all over the TV. I'm sure he's still extremely wealthy, but he's just someone you don't you went from seeing everywhere to not really. Hearing well, it's, about it's very interesting. I, I'm happy to talk about this subject uh, briefly because um, you know, a I'm, I'm quite knowledgeable on it, and and b it it does have an impact upon. At the local economy here because we used to have in Axminster, but it has yeah. now gone of recent times. We used to have the River Cottage Cafe run by Hugh Fernley Whittenstall himself, who had River Cottage down HFW. Yes, but I'm not sure whether, and, and people might need to correct me on this, I'm not sure whether River Cottage even exists anymore. 
but uh, certainly you mean sort of financial financial I, 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 I don't know I don't know whether it's here or or, or whether okay. he's, you know he's moved from here or whatever but certainly he was local to here and my wife saw him outside the dentist one time in the middle of COVID actually he was filming some kind of documentary right wasn't using his mask properly um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> my wife loved pointing out things like that um, but uh, yeah, he 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 was local to here. But he had he had a cafe um, that, that sold food and uh, snacks and whatever in Axminster yeah. um, called the River Ca uh, River um, Cottage Cafe. But that's now gone. Oh. Um, so he's another one that seems to di disappear. Off. The people that have survived, of course, are Gino De Campo uh, yeah. and, and Gordon Ramsay. Now, I'm not surprised that Gordon Ramsay survived, really, because, I mean, he's just angry. He's, he's just bullish, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. In, in a, I mean, I still like, I, I still occasionally, you know, when you go on, you sort of go on a UK holiday and the, the, the you sort of get up and the choice of programme is fairly limited. And, you know, the number of channels Hell's is quite kitchen. limited. You always come across a Hell's Kitchen USA with someone and you're thinking, how on earth are the, were they running a restaurant before? And some of the stuff is just like horrendous, isn't it? What, but yeah. what's your what's your favourite ever scene from a Hell's Kitchen? I know what mine is. Totally, I, 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 nothing specific. Just a a, mem a a huge memory of lots of very very dim um, American restaurant owners. But you've clearly got one that's uh, yeah, stuck there in was, your there, mind. There was one where <laughs> it came out and it was a salad. And he's like, you've cooked the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so irate. It's like, yeah. why? What, what? Why have you, 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 you know, it's just, it's just brilliant. Yeah. There's a young lad that impersonates, um, okay. impersonates uh, Gordon Ramsay really very well on right. um, Instagram and TikTok. Okay. And uh, there's there's a <clears throat> really good skit that he did of uh, a young lad coming to the door to date Gordon Ramsay's daughter, and it's Gordon Ramsay's reaction to, <laughs> and it is absolutely brilliant. You're on mute, by the way. Um, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's absolutely brilliant, and and it's you know he's going on. You muppet, and it's just, just absolutely spot on. But it's it, that is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best things ever on TV is Gordon, Gino, and Fred. Do okay. If you haven't, have you never seen it? No, never seen it. Oh, sorry. No. No. Oh my word! Well, for anybody that's out there. Um, that wants to spend time watching something or listening to something, of course, the, your, your number one is Wow Ergonomics each yeah. week. Yeah. But number second one. to that, second only to that, is Gino, Gordon and Fred. And it's them doing going on a, an adventure somewhere in the world. Right. And you can just imagine the dynamic between those three. Yeah. And it's always a competition. They're like naughty schoolboys. It's... It's hilarious, absolutely. So yeah, if you know, if you get a chance to ever find that on catch up or whatever, watch that. You will be completely addicted. It, it is, it is brilliant. What are you? Uh, what are you watching at the moment, Graham? Oh, on TV, 
Well, yeah, um, or catching up or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, I've had a week off TV, really, um, mm. apart from... Well, we did watch a couple of films on okay. <laughs> on a Portuguese channel called Hollywood, which is a great, yeah, yeah. Uh, great um, title for, for a film channel. Um, so, yeah, apart from apart from a couple of films, which were which were really, really quite good. Um, we didn't watch any. T- we watched a, a tiny bit of the Jubilee yeah. stuff, you know, the catch up of the music on YouTube. But apart from that, no, it was it was a week away from TV. Um, but before that, you know, my favorite thing, which has just ended, um, was The Simpler Life. I loved that when yeah. a group of people were Amish. I do watch, even though my son's going to tell me off of that because Addie really doesn't like her. Um, we do watch quite a lot of Stacey Dooley. Um, yeah, you see, you fingers, fingers down a short ah, blackboard, but I do quite like her DNA program. Mm. Have you seen it? No, you don't. You don't like I, I, I think the fact she's doing it sort of puts me off it a little bit, to be honest. Right. So. Yeah, he's the same. He, he finds her quite great, grating like a yeah. blackboard. Yeah, now, Speaking of people who are great on you, so this is, I meant to say this to you a few weeks ago. You know, we were talking, we, we mentioned Barry Styles earlier before, didn't we? And doing a few, um, you know, sort of a few songs. I, I, I don't know. I think I saw it on Gogglebox the other week. Remember Jane McDonald? Yes. Right. There was, a, there were, I don't know what the program was, but there was a, there was a, a, a part of the segment of the program on Gogglebox was about a Jane McDonald program. And do you remember the song Cake by the Ocean? Jane McDonald did her version of it, right? Have you seen it? Mm. Oh, my God. I, I still... I, I don't know what to say about that. Who on earth let her do that? And who on earth let that go out on TV? It well, was it, absolutely it, horrendous. But we quite like Jane McDonald in this house. I mean, we, you? You know, yeah, overall... Um, you know, if it's a toss-up between Jane McDonald and um, is it it's, what's that Scottish co- um, comedian uh, Susan? Is it Caskill, something like yeah. that? The the smaller woman who who basically does Jane McDonald shows like Jane McDonald, yeah, but, yeah, because she can't sing, she just mimes and dances, mm. and it's virtually virtually the same. Um, it's probably Jane McDonald out of the both of them. I mean, really? look, yeah, I mean, look, it's what a life, hey. Traveling to different parts of the world, eating all that food, dr- clearly drunk half the time. Um, you know, it, ruining early two thousand and ten songs. Yeah, for it's, a lot of a, people who can never listen to them again. It's a perfect, perfect life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if we're gonna if we're going to go on to that subject, who was better better as travel man? Is it is it the new guy or is it was it the old guy? Ooh. Not sure. What about you? Quite, I'm quite enjoying the new guy. Actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite, quite enjoying that. I think, I think he's, uh, he's the, the slightly less sarcasm. Right. And I think, Which helps. I, I think, yeah, I think it, I think it really does help. Mm. Uh, now, clearly, I've just been on holiday. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit quickly about the ergonomics of going on holiday because okay. <laughs> yeah. uh planes in general it's all too small yeah isn't it really so how many of you went 
Five, six, six, six. six. No Addy. No. No Addy. Uh, everybody else went, yeah. So I bet you had to cram everything in there. I was going to say, this is the whole thing. It's all about, about cramming as much into a smaller space as possible, be it cases or the actual plane itself, isn't it? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, lots and uh, one thing that, that that really gets me, and it, look, I understand, you know, that it's all about uh, um, making money and, you know, money's tight for everybody, mm. et cetera. But I can guarantee that the luggage, uh, amount of luggage you're allowed to take into different areas, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller year on year. There was yeah. a there was a couple in front of us uh, at uh, the at Faro Airport on the way back, and and that that's the bit I don't get. When you're on your way back, surely yeah. you would get this right because you've come on out with the luggage. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but they were being told no, you can't take that on board as as hand luggage because yeah. you only get a really s small bag. So once yeah. upon a time, those those small uh um the small suitcases which are designed to fit in the overhead lockers on the yeah. airplanes they were what you got as hand or they yes. were what you got to go on the airplane but mm. now you typically only get a small bag which you can yeah. fit under your seat yeah and and if you want that suitcase you pay you can but you pay extra for it so actually and this is the really interesting thing on that flight back most of the overhead was completely free. Yeah. Yeah. There was no nothing in it. Now, it wasn't that long ago that I was going on flights and that overhead we had to wait ages for people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squeeze it yeah. in there in order to get it in, you know, because you were allowed it. And then there was always a fight because someone was late onto the airplane and they had a laptop in a thing like that. And they said, no, no, we've run out of room. You're going to have to put it in the hold. And they're like, no, no, yeah. my laptop's in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, it's got to go in the hold. No, because it will come out in a million pieces. Yeah. I noticed, I went on a flight the other week to Amsterdam and I noticed what they were doing there was, is that because the plane was full, yeah. they were free of charge offering you to put that suitcase that goes above yeah. in the hold free of charge because they were pretty much aware because if you think about it the rows are what usually six across you look at the space there's not enough space for everyone to get yeah. one of those cases above so they were free they were offering free of charge the chance to put it in the hold because they just because it, it must it has to delay the flights it has to because you just end up with well you know everyone's there trying to and it just it must it must have a knock-on impact that maybe they've got to start realizing that the charging for the hold luggage forces everyone down the small luggage route that then causes mm. a problem because they then can't get it on in time. And you must then surely planes start missing slots, et cetera, whilst they're, the, the, the cabin crew are sorting it out. It's sort of, I look at it and think it looks like it's generating money, yeah. but is it just causing more problems? Are you shifting the problem from here over to here by doing that? And also, um it can't be very good for for people right this next bit it can't mm. be very good for people to be picking up those heavy bags yeah. and throwing them as they do onto yeah. the aircraft right yeah yeah and, and they do they throw them 
We've all sat there, watched it. You've all sat there and watched yeah. someone putting the the stuff off one of those like trucks yeah. into the aircraft, and they're like, you know, yeah, and and you're like, oh my god, that's my bag. Um, yeah, but but surely someone could actually invent something. Here's a good because people, more people would prefer their stuff to go in the hold if it wasn't thrown. So surely yeah. someone could invent something that wasn't too expensive, that actually just took the bags and put, took them from the truck and carefully deposited them into the... Or maybe there's a, just a better way of doing it. Do you know who we should get on the show to talk about this one time? Is Harold Floyd. Now, right. I think I think we met, we had... I've certainly had conversations with, with, with Harold in the past. He's an um, ex-military guy who runs a business called elite force safety yeah he gets yeah. involved in all sorts of you've probably seen him on linkedin I'm manual sure handling stuff manual handling and he, and he does some fantastic little videos as to what he's done that day and all the little things he'd be a great person to get on because i bet there's some of that you could then apply to yourself in terms of how you handle your own luggage from your car all the way through to the airport because people must do themselves injuries the way they you know they're not used to carrying excessive weight and then suddenly having to sort of handle all these cases these small cases big cases it'd be really really interesting to to sort of get his thoughts on it and experiences what what does he see when people use public transport when carrying because it's not just planes it's the same with the trains isn't it you said you, you know you talked about whether it's the underground the overground um, you know what what injury and damage are people causing themselves um by mishandling their their luggage whether it's the laptop bags or suitcases things like that so we'll have to reach well, out I, to harold i always thought it was quite hilarious and and, and um you, you might have stories about this as well mm. but i always thought it was quite funny that you know a lot of the people that worked in the ergonomic sector end up with bad backs etc because one of the things you've got to do is you've got to go round to various clients demonstrating kit yeah. and chairs and things like that you know i mean uh, the amount of assessors that i've talked to that will go yeah i always carry i mean uh, you know there's someone that i'm thinking of here told me not so long ago i always take sample chairs with me to show clients and you think right so you arrive on site you you know it's they don't have a, a lift. You're yeah. you're walking upstairs with a, and a decent chair mm. weighs a lot. You know, That's... what would what would a what would a decent chair weigh then, Graham? Uh, Top of your head, I don't know in in, in kilograms or anything like that. But I'll, I'm I'll... sure the HSE regulations. I think when you send parcels on vehicles, is they can't be any more than 25 kilos, can they? Oh, e easily more. Than a that. chair's got to be e easy more than that, hasn't it? Yeah, easily. Mm. easily I'll, I'll i'll find out from um someone that uh something like ergo chair or whatever what what does a what does a chair weigh yeah. but you know a, a a decent chair with a decent mechanism and it's the mechanism that really makes the chair yeah way heavy is heavy mm. is really heavy but you know when when we used to fit out offices i mean i used to do whole, whole office fit outs etc the heaviest thing i ever lifted was there were two of us one end of a storage unit and it was a ton <laughs> so we wow. were literally holding half a ton each and trying to squeeze it through a doorway i mean 
So it's hilarious, isn't it? No, like, you, you go, don't you ever moan on this show about a bad back after doing things like that, Mr. Coe. No, but that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, so it's it's the irony of the situation. Yeah, yeah. You used to go in and speak to people and say, well, oh, it's, you know, it's really important that you, you know, you don't. And then, you know, then they'd order a load of chairs and then you'd wheel them up to a building <laughs> and you carry them up three flights of stairs. And, you know, four hours later, after, you know, lifting all of these chairs and setting everybody up, which means bending down and, yeah. you know, whatever. You, you go, oh, go down yeah. like that. <laughs> and, oh, you had to drive there as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the furthest place I ever drove to to do an installation was from Chard to Inverness. I'm Chard. just letting that sink in for a moment. Chard okay, to Inverness. In a what? A three and a half tonner? Yeah, in a three and a half ton truck. Dare I ask how long it took? Uh, well, it, I, I was limited to 50 miles an hour because it was a really <laughs> three and a half ton truck. So Wowzers. it took, it took <clears throat> I think I left, I left Chard at something like half two in the afternoon. Okay. I had literally had a 20 minute stop at Manchester. Okay. Um, and I arrived at something like two in the morning. Wow. In Inverness. And then you had to do it to come all the way home. And then I woke up the next morning. And this is a true story. I woke up okay. the next morning. I was thinking, because um, we found this uh, this travel lodge or whatever it was really, really early in the morning. And sort of like, oh, thank goodness I'm here. You know, got in, got to bed. And it was like, I'm going to have to get up fairly early the next morning. I hope we're, you know, we're not too far from sight. I opened the window and the site was outside the window. Oh, it was nice. that neat. It was that yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, back to bed. <laughs> Do you know what? I know we've touched on this in the past, but we should we 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 must get our friend um our friend from Ergo chair on at some point to talk about the Ergo driver product. Cause I think as as you know, mm. we talk about we you know, we, we said planes, trains, and automobiles and all that sort of stuff, but that's one of the areas that that's really interesting with people starting to get back in their cars. Um and you know, we ignore the pun, but actually it'd be really interesting to hear from those guys about that product that they've developed because they've identified an area and it's been really successful. I think, hasn't it? I saw them at the health and wellbeing show a couple of months ago and it was a, it was getting a huge, huge amount of interest. And I'm not surprised because car cushions up until now have been in general have been pretty dire. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, I, I don't know whether you remember, but back in the day it was all beads. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. My my yeah. my dad bought my mum a, a, a beaded cushion thing for her car right. uh, for her birthday one year, and he's never been allowed to live that down. No, because it's like it's not really a birthday present, is it? A, a no. you know beaded car cushion, but um, you know, but a lot of them they because of the way they sit, and this is the fundamental difference because mm. of the way they sit, they're a cushion that sits somewhere into your back. Yeah, but. Obviously, as you sort of shift and move and whatever, they move up and down on the seat, and you're constantly doing that. Yeah. And you know, if you, if you can get three points on your license for for doing that, surely you should get three points on your license for you know, ooh, yeah, oh. doing <laughs> doing all of that as well. You know, because your your hands are there, <laughs> your hands aren't on the wheel. But but the the difference with that particular product, and yes, we we get them on, is mm. that the seat. Or the, or the the cushion itself sits into the whole of the yeah. profile of the back, and is secured. 
So that yeah. does not move. And then you change where you have the support using air cells that fit on the inside of it, which you can move on the Velcro pad. So it's 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 a very clever idea. Um, and, and, and also a, a, a very big cost-saving exercise for a lot of businesses because mm-hmm. um, if you do do vehicle assessments with, uh, for, with members of staff that are having problems, a lot of the time, if not, you end up having to change the vehicle if the seat yeah. isn't suitable. Yeah. And that, that, you know, even if it's on contract hire and you've got to get out of that contract, it could be thousands. Oh, absolutely. You know, so massive, massive difference in terms of, uh, you know, the equation there, you know, um, I, I, can't, I can't remember how much it is, to £250, something, something around that sort of region Yeah. to, to get the, the cushion or, you know, potentially thousands to actually mm-hmm. change the car. It's a, it's a bit of a, a bit of a no brainer there. Yeah, Sorry, I've sold that for them. Yeah, there you go. There you should go. Com- should be on. Yeah, commission. we'll have to, we'll have some commission for that, won't we? For uh, giving them a plug, a shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, so we will be back next week with um, guests next week. Yep. Um I know we've got I know we've got some special guests lined up in in a couple of weeks' time. We have. Yeah. Which fan which of I'm... the show who bizarrely isn't. We always see comments, but we won't say who it is. This individual is always commenting and regularly participates in the quiz. I know we haven't had a quiz this week, but we haven't seen anything from that uh, said person. So we'll be there. Uh, I know. Well, I know from from attending a, a network meeting this morning, there's a lot of people on holiday this week. Ah, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I've noticed it across LinkedIn as well, actually. There's right. a lot of people that are away, as it were, this week, ah. um, probably struggling to get on an aeroplane. Because yeah. um, actually one of them that I spoke to this morning said, at this moment in time, I should be on an aeroplane. But I'm actually stuck uh, and I'm in a cafe mm. at an airport. And oh. I, don't know, I don't know when I'm going to get on an airplane. It's, it's, it's quite a serious situation yeah. coming, coming full circle on this whole mm. conversation, but it's been amazing how many people have had holidays cancelled yeah. right at the last minute, literally get to the airport and, you know, then get told, no. Were not, you on, were you on holiday, Graham, when this sort of, um, these sort of pictures came out, but did you see where they, they, the, the policeman at Manchester airport was having to tell people, that their holidays had been cancelled and that they'd have to go down and get the luggage. And you're thinking, you know, how, what a crazy, crazy situation. It's not just it's been cancelled. You've actually got to the airport. You've checked your bags in. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they that, that a policeman had to go and present the news says yeah. a lot about the whole situation, doesn't well, it? Well, yeah, because otherwise people might be... Um, be a riot. To, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we and now very quickly, I do want to end on this. Yeah, yeah, go on. Like, you absolutely reminded me. One of the things that absolutely fascinated me at uh, Bristol Airport um, was <laughs> this is absolute classic. This is when you arrive at Bristol Airport. They have uh, um, and if, if if anyone's watching from Bristol or listening from Bristol Airport, brilliant. This this is such a good thing. Um, they have silver parking. So I don't know if you've yeah. ever flown to Bristol or flown from Bristol, but they no. have so they say you. But you've flown from other airports, and yeah. it's probably the same. So, so you have they now have a multi-story car park, which is right next to the terminal. Then they have a short, uh, a little short stay area as well, and then a long stay car park, which is 
in front of the terminal, but within walking distance. And then they have silver parking, which I don't okay. know why it's called silver because that makes it sound above everything else. But actually, what that means is it's further away. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So the silver parking is valet parking. So, or, or, or you know, um, park and hand your keys in. Yeah. So you park in a space in a yeah. massive car park. Uh, you know. A, several yards up from the from the airport it's on the other side of the runway and then you get a bus and it takes you back across into the airport etc but you go into this center where you hand your key in now this is this is the beauty of it this is uh, honestly you'll love this so what they've done now is they've digitized the front end of it okay right um i don't know if i've got the the slip of paper on me no i haven't but so there are four machines, and there's someone to someone to make you feel at home as well and, 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 and serve you. But effectively, you go in, and there's a computer in front of you, and you punch in your, your um, car details, uh, and it brings up, the, and you confirm all of those, and you put your flight number on and all of those sort of things. And then it says, um, it prints out a ticket. Okay. And, a, and gives, you a, gives you a tab. And you put you put that all together, and you put your key on it, and then you deposit your key in a hole, right? Okay. All all really clever and all yeah, really yeah. digitised, yeah. Then you return home, and then you see what's at the back end of that because actually it's a building where that's the front end, and this is the back end. And when you arrive, you go through the one door and you see the front end, and when you when you come back, you go in the, the opposite door and you come in the back end. <laughs> At the back, it's just a load of guys with hundreds of little boxes searching, oh, no through, way. The bo- <laughs> searching through the boxes to try and find the key. Brilliant. <laughs> and I just love that. I love I love the whole idea in life that what we do is we put a frontage on something yeah, which yeah. makes it look so, you know, like this is a digital thing. Yeah. It's all, you know. There's a computer uh, sending it off here and there and everywhere, yeah, and, it's and it's got it'll a little come conveyor belt, and, and yeah. it, you know, it's going to go into a little slot and hang there, or whatever. And it's all going to be, you know, and then someone presses the button, and they're just they get all the keys that they need. No, it's guys going, oh, yeah. Bob, Tip Bob, it. we can't find the keys with the Astra. Well, do you know what? What there was, there was a couple there whilst we were there. They couldn't find their key. Oh no, no, and they're like searching through all the boxes, and they're like, you know, uh, you know, uh, what are you going to do? Well. Um, obviously, you know, you you won't get charged for the car part, but, you know, you're going to have to. You wouldn't but... want to be, the, they need to get the police in to deliver that message, don't they? <sighs> well, it's that that reminded me, but I just thought that yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You know, absolutely brilliant. And it's a little bit like, it's a little bit like products that are designed to be looked like they're designed to be ergonomic but actually around the back there's nothing really there no you know that's that's what it reminded me of so um there you go if you (laughs) if you're ever if you're ever buying into a service or a product Mm. what i'd say is always look into it deeply always look around the back Mm. that's my tip for the week there you go because you know, look, look, look under the surface and see what's really behind. Look it. under the bonnet. Yeah, look under the bonnet. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So until next week, 
Uh, yeah. Thank, thanks all for joining in. This will, of course, be up on the interweb. Uh, you can, you'll be able to download this at www.wowergonomics.com. It's brilliant. People are flooding to the site. We are seeing the numbers go up on the Spotify. Thank you so much for yeah. um, thank you everyone. doing that. Do subscribe so that you get notifications week in, week out to, to come and watch it, listen to it again. Uh, and until next week, bye for now. See you, everyone. Thank you.